TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. I think he will get right at or near $100 million. I do think that for a five-year deal. Looking at his numbers with Wheeler, he's actually been the better pitcher. Yeah. We know that over the course of his career. But even in the last three years, when supposedly his stuff is down, this year his walk rate went down, strikeout rate went up, velocity came back a little bit. But it's bit. a number of innings compared to but, Wheeler. But can I ask, he's only nine months older than Wheeler, uh, so the game but, has changed, so people want Wheeler because of his the, spin rate and velocity. That was Tom Ferducci yelling with somebody on MLB Network about the value of Madison Bumgarner. This is the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show, live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes. And it is a winter meetings edition. Rami Makhlouf, along with Derek Wetmore in the TCL Broadcast Studios. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass and on the ones and twos. And we're here with you for the next hour. We'll talk with Glenn Perkins, former Twins closer. He's coming up at about 1220 and uh, this is this is uh, this is pretty cool that there's even a need for this show, Derek Wetmore. Like we wouldn't be doing this show in past in past off seasons of Major League Baseball. We wouldn't feel a need to do this show in previous free agent seasons. The reason we're doing this is because there seems to be real chatter, and some of it involving the Twins. And we're going to do a roundup of all the news and notes, including those involving the Twins, in just a second. For the first time in at least four years, there's like real stuff to follow heading into the winter meetings, which got underway in San Diego yesterday. It's, uh, yeah, it's somebody sent me a text this morning with a quote tweet that the twins are interested in Madison Bumgarner, Hyunjin Ru, and Dallas Keuchel. Mm-hmm. And it just said, I love this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> but that wasn't always the case, at least no. not the last few years. It no, been, for sure. This feels uh, like for real stuff. Like the like real re- deal. Like the real, real stuff. Yeah. Um, what do you think comes of this? Because I got in a, a spirited discussion. It wasn't a fight. It wasn't a debate. But I was talking on Twitter yesterday, and I was just like, why Why is every bit of speculation met with undying pessimism? When it comes right to the now? Twins From Twins fans, yeah, yeah. I, because I see other teams, and they'll be like, hey, the uh, the... What's a good example? Oh, the the Angels are expected to make a run at Garrett Cole. And Angels fans, at least the ones I see on Twitter anyways, are like, yeah, we are. Yeah, baby, are like the sunglasses emoji. But right. I, then it's like, hey, the Twins are kicking the tires on so-and-so. And they're like, never going to happen. <laughs> well, I no point in talking about it. I don't, remember which We're done artic- here. I don't remember which article it was that I was reading this morning. Maybe Dan Hayes at The Athletic talking about the Twins and their history and free agency. Their biggest free agent signing ever was Irvin. San- was it Irvin Santana? Am I am I remembering no, yeah, this right. article right? Yeah, Santana, so, Phil mean, Hughes, Ricky Nolasco. Those are their biggest money deals. Twins fans don't have a lot to go on in the way of confidence in free agent season, do they? No, that's fair. I mean, let's 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 be real about the situation. Now, we can talk about why that is. We can talk about the motives of the poll ads of Falvey, Levine, anybody else, and there are certainly plenty of theories around that. But regardless of the reason, whether it's that they don't want to spend the money or people just don't want to come here and take their money, Twins fans don't have a lot to go on in the way of, yeah, man, we're players in the free agent market. Of course we're in on Bumgarner. Of course we're in on Ryu. Like, I, I, if I was a, if I was a lifelong Twins fan, I don't know that I, that I could puff my chest out like that this time of year. Yeah, for sure. What do you think happens here? Like, what in your gut, in your... Rami, you've covered the Twins for a year. You were the driver of the Bomba bus. 
all season long in Bomba Soda. Well, there was that brief detour when we had to give the wheel to Judd Zelgad. But for the most part, you were the driver of the Bomba bus. Erroneously. All year long, fight it all you want. Judd. What do you suspect is going to be the upshot here for Minnesota? It's hard to say. I, I'm I'm not one to to believe that these offers and these reports that they're in on these guys are just sort of consolation, you know what I mean? Or that this is just being thrown out there to 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 tell Twins fans, hey, we're trying, even though they're really not. I think they're in on all the guys that they've been reported to be in on. I I I've I've read too many reports from too many guys I trust that they made a legitimate offer to Wheeler and this just wasn't where he wanted to be. He he kind of had his heart set on Philadelphia and they presented him with a good enough offer that it it became number one on his list. So I think they're in on Bumgarner. I think they're in on Ryu. Whether or not you're going to be able to convince these guys to come here and take the money that you have on the table for them, I don't know. I, I I can't I can't sit here and say that I feel strongly one way or the other. But I do believe that they are trying to sign these guys. This this isn't just this isn't just rhetoric. This isn't just a show for them to put on to like I said, silence Twins fans who don't believe that they want to win a World Series. But I I can't honestly say that I that I have a strong feeling one way or the other in terms of whether or not they're actually going to land one of these guys and it's going to pay off. The optics argument is one I've seen a lot, that the Twins are throwing these offers out there or they're saying, hey, look, we wanted that trade, but they're asking for the moon. Or, yeah, we wanted Zach Wheeler, but come on, did you see the contract he got? That the Twins are trying to be second place in all of these? Right. Bidding knowing that they're going to lose the bidding. And then, is and then leaking it to a reporter. Is completely so that they baseless and absurd. Because they're not so dumb as to think that makes them look good. I do think that happens. In the eyes of fans. I'm not saying it doesn't happen. And I'm not saying other sports and other teams, whatever. But my point is on uh, so Zach Wheeler specifically. I saw that accusation levied that like, oh... Classic Twins rhetoric. Mm -hmm. Classic Twins. We came in second place, just not good enough. And these guys are smart guys, I think. I think we'd all in this room agree on that, right, Rami, Manny? Derek Falvey and Thad Levine and (laughs) everybody that works for them are smart enough to realize that they look bad when they get second place on a big-name free agent, on somebody who is good and will help your baseball team win baseball games. Coming in second place is no consolation in the mind of Twins fans. So the the, the idea that they're cooking up this and uh, spoon-feeding it to national or local reporters is, I just, I can't even stretch my brain to go there. I wouldn't say the Twins have never done that, but to think that every time you hear a report like that, it's just lip service, I think it's kind of crazy. Like, how many times are you going to pull that trick and expect That's to get right. away with That's it? Right. That's a card you pull, like, once every few years. Like, <laughs> leak this to a reporter to make us look good. You know what I mean? Teams do that. And I am sh- I wouldn't be at all surprised. I was about to say I'm sure the Twins have, but I can't say with any certainty that I'm sure they have. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Twins have pulled that stunt in the past, uh, a show of wanting to spend money, even though they really don't want to spend that money. I think almost every professional sports organization has done that because there's a certain amount of PR and, and appeasing the fans in in this thing that they do. But not every <laughs> not every time you see a report like that is it the poll ads bidding, knowing they're going to finish second, and then leaking it to a reporter for good optics. I, it can't be every time. It can't be. I mean, well, yeah. Why? Just why? What's the upside? Why would you? Why would you? It doesn't. 
It doesn't make sense, especially to repetitively do it. The one thing that I know was a knee-jerk reaction from some people, and I would even argue not enough people, is when uh, the John Heyman tweet came across the wire this morning, if they're still calling it the wire, and it said, hey, these three big-name pitchers. I think it's the timeline now. Bumgarner, thank you no problem. for updating me. <laughs> thank you, no problem, man. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> like deciphering Morse code through our headphones to... <laughs> Getting news in my ear that the twins are in on Madison Bumgarner. Uh, I don't know why I did that. But the names come across the timeline. Bumgarner, Rue, um, Dallas Keuchel. And I think there were three distinct reactions. One was, oh boy, here we go. Yeah. One was, yeah, wake me up when they sign Tanner Rourke or whatever. Get, get out of here with that. They're not going to go get one of those good guys. And the third was... Interesting, because Garrett Cole's still a free agent. And that's where my mind went, Rami. Really? Yes. Really? Until he signs, why are you not... Make yourself that mystery team. Just before we jumped on the air, what were we excitedly talking about in the studio here? It is mystery team it's season. Mystery it's team mystery season. team season. And in fact... Manny, did you know it was already mystery team season? Were you aware of this? I had no idea. Like, winter came early... It was a complete mystery to me. And mystery team season <laughs> came even earlier. <laughs> That was bad. You're a timeout, man. You're a timeout. You're a timeout. You you, you put that on a tee for me. Rami did. You put it on a tee for me, but I swung and missed. In in your defense, he did set it right up, and I I blame you too, Rami. Mystery team season has commenced. 11.55 a.m. on the Twitter timeline. John Heyman tweeted, Here there's a mystery team on Cole. Oh, keep in mind, Cole is a Scott Boris free agent and never has a mystery team not helped a Scott Boris client, right. but I digress. Right. Hard to imagine, I'm reading from the, the Twitter of John Heyman, hard to imagine anyone thinks they're coming in late and outbidding the Yankees and two L.A. teams, dot, dot, dot. No idea the identity of said team, but that's why it's a mystery. Uh, so there's a mystery team in on Garrett Cole, and my first thought, I'm not lying, when I saw the tweet this morning... Was, huh? Let's go, Twins. No, not not the mystery team tweet. The the three big name oh, pitchers okay. that the Twins are in on. Okay. I was like, you know what? That's good. That's a good second tier. Those are all good mid rotation starters. I thought you were looking for a top of the rotation starter, and there's one still out there, and he hasn't signed. I know it's gonna cost you the moon, like. It's going to cost you the entire GDP of some small countries I respect, to sign. That I guy. respect that you want to. Swing big until that door is closed. Don't act like it's closed, is what I'm saying. But do you really? Here's the thing about that, though. Let's say you make that your top priority. Who's to say Madison Bumgarner doesn't want to wait to see if you sign Garrett Cole and goes ahead and takes an offer from one of the other teams that are in on Madison Bumgarner? Yeah, you're saying he doesn't want to wait. He just wants to move. Right. Exactly. I mean, who's to say the market doesn't move without you if you sit there waiting on Garrett Cole? Who? Let's be real. When you read a report that Garrett Cole is the Yankees' top priority, they're probably going to outbid you for him. And if not them, then the Dodgers, and if not them, then the Angels. Maybe. All three of those teams have shown serious interest and have more money to spend than you do as the Minnesota Twins. Maybe, if they decide that luxury tax is no issue. Like, there is a certain point where even financial juggernauts are going to back themselves away from the table. So I'm just saying, um, look, I don't think it's like super likely that it's going to happen. But to close the door, I think, is... Uh, I think you gate... I think you, I think it's quitting Like I said, you send that text. You definitely send that text to Scott Boris and gauge his interest and what it might cost to get Garrett Cole in a Twins uniform. 
but once then then you need to gauge how realistic it is. And if you don't think it's all that realistic, I'm not going to sit around and let the market move without me and be empty-handed when all is said and done. Yeah, no, I feel you, 100%. That's why you're engaging Dallas Keiko right now. That's why you're engaging Hyunjin Roo if he's willing to leave Southern California. Madison Bumgarner, it's why he's been talked about since the middle of the summer. Now, yesterday we had the report from Stinky Bob that it was a done deal. Stinky Bob, yeah. Madison Bumgarner uh, signing with the Twins. Yeah, I'm still holding out uh, to see if that one comes to fruition. You had what you described as a slightly more credible report about Ryu and his preference to stay in the Los Angeles area. Is that right? Only only slightly. Was that something you wanted to bring out here? Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Uh, It's a buddy of mine who who is a content creator for Major League Baseball. Um, I don't know where he's working now. I met him in spring training a couple years ago in Fort Myers. Um, he is of Korean descent and was uh, covering Byung-ho Park when, oh, okay. when Park came to the Twins. Okay. Uh, there are two bits of speculation. This is pretty reckless, I've got to say. So, like, we we probably have to be it's, prepared for this. This is not it's, uh, it's reckless. This is not baseball reporter guy coming on and saying this. This is just hey, we're talking about baseball on a Twins show in December, and uh, so you're saying it's. Reckless speculation. Saying there's a little bit okay. of that All right. element to this here. Fair. So surprised there, on a hot stove edition of the Twins show. It took us till twelve fifteen. There to, are, to get one of these in. Reckless speculation. There are reports. Um, I can't find credible reports. If I'm being a hundred percent honest, but I've seen it written up in a couple of blogs uh, that Rue and his wife are expecting a child. Okay. You want to uproot your life and move from Southern California at that time? I don't know. Something to. I don't think have about. kids. So I don't know. Yeah, nor do I. <laughs> Can't speak to the matter, but I know that it is a it is a consideration for I know, some people. It, it was an undertaking to uproot my life and move five That's hours right. when I took this job. So I with Ozzy, right? Exactly with a dog, <laughs> with a dog and a girlfriend. It's not for nothing. No. So that's a thing. It's a real thing. And hey. You know, $90 million would smooth out a lot of that sure. anxiety. That'll make it worry. easier. Pay for the moving company twice over. Of those three guys and the, the price tags you've seen attached to them, who do you prefer? And you asked me this question. What do you think will come of all these rumors and activity that's swirling around the Minnesota Twins at the winter meetings? I think they come away from, not, it doesn't have to be the winter meetings, but by Christmas, I think one of these guys will be in a Twins uniform. One of those three. Hyunjin Ru, Madison Baumgartner, Dallas Keuchel. And then I'm not closing the door to pursuing trades. Because the, the the market for starting pitching at the very top end, there's not enough supply. If you sign one of those guys, you have four of your five starting rotation. And most are assuming that the fifth will come from internal. Yeah. Whether it's Randy Dobnak or Smeltzer. Yeah, or I, could, the other guys. I could see that. Uh, although, but you're saying you might hit the trade market for sure. number five. Yeah. And, and as of, you know. Michael Pineda is going to be out six weeks or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. I haven't counted, counted off the games, but you know he suspended the first thirty-nine games of the season, so that's part of it. Uh, I, I think, I think it makes all kinds of sense to keep pursuing both avenues because the supply at the top of the pitching market is just there's not enough supply. There's one Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg's done. That's it. And there are a number of teams that could use that kind and want to be in that market, swimming in those waters, cutting those forty million dollar checks. But in the middle tier here, it does seem to me like there's ample supply. So I think everybody's, we're playing this game of musical chairs. Everybody's going to find a new home. Somebody's going to feel like he got over or, uh, underpaid. Somebody's going to feel like they didn't quite get theirs on the free agent market. 
And then those teams that are bad and looking to dump this sort of starting pitcher, the sort of middle to top end starting pitcher, the Matthew Boyds of the world, that kind of caliber pitcher that we've been talking about, uh, Jonathan Gray, Herman Marquez, even Noah Syndergaard, even though I don't think the Mets are trading Syndergaard this winter. That type of pitcher, to me, to me, once all is said and done, comes at a reasonable price at the end of this winter. Once the market has settled. Once you know where everybody's going, because right now, if you're if you're the Tigers and you're trying to trade Boyd, you can say, Hey, yeah, but some of these some of these teams, some of these guys, man, they're they're gonna miss out on Cole, they're gonna miss out on Mad Bump, and then they got no choice. Okay, that's cool. Great rhetoric, but what's gonna happen is by the time that all of these free agents start, how many teams are still looking for a Matthew Boyd? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the demand is going to go down, naturally, because free agents will find homes. Right. And the supply, then, is kind of just you, but where? what is the economics of that? If you're a selling team right now and you want to get rid of your good players, bring on prospects, I think there's a good winter to be a buyer of starting pitching. So, But you're doing it in the winter, because Mackey has hinted at the notion of, hey, if you miss out on these free agents, or even if you sign one of them and you still have a need... You waited out until the trade deadline during the season, and my my response to Mackey on that has been, I, I know they, they kind of ran away with the division last year. The, the Indians made it interesting for a few weeks, and then the Twins pulled away again, but I, I don't think that that division is going to be as easy this year. If the, if the Indians aren't sellers here in the next few weeks as things heat up, they're going to be right there. They're not going anywhere, and the White Sox have more young talent on the way to add to that group that we saw take a step forward last year. And they are very willing to spend money. They're in on everybody. Every time you see a free agent report and which teams are in on them, it seems like the White Sox are included. So I don't think they're done adding to that roster right now. I think the AL Central is going to be tough and saying, hey, we'll just wait until the uh, until the trade deadline. I don't know that that option might not necessarily be there for you by then if 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 you hold back bullets right now in terms agreed. of resources you're willing to spend to to add to this. A hundred percent agreed. I think it's arrogant to go into the seat and say, well, we'll be in the driver's seat on July 15th, and then we'll find an ace. It's like, if that's the only option left for you, I get that you got to talk yourself into that strategy, but it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous course. You just laid it out perfectly. The AL Central is not locked up by any means. You need to get better. Now the Tigers and Royals will be bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. In fact, maybe call them about Whit Merrifield. Call them about Matthew Boyd for sure. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not limiting myself there. I, I'm willing to get super creative with trades, including for position players this winter. But I agree with your sentiment that you just outlaid there, Rami, is that this division is not sewn up. If you're the Twins, I know you won 101 games, and good. You're a great team, and you're bringing a lot of guys back, and your coaching staff was super coveted, and it seems like you've got this thing pointed in the right direction. But if you think for a second that just because you won 101 games in 2019, that the division is yours to cakewalk through in 2020 without making more big moves, no, I think you're sorely mistaken. I don't think that's the way the Twins feel, but I think that would be the argument against waiting until July to go pull the trigger on another starting pitcher. Yeah, I don't don't think you necessarily... Have that luxury. Some of the other things that are uh, swirling around right now. Do you see the latest on Josh Donaldson, who the Twins have loosely been reported to have interest in? Uh, I did. I did see some Donaldson reports yesterday. He's now looking for a four-year deal. And good on him. I hope he gets it. 
Do you hope it's the twins that give it to him? It depends how much it costs. Just turned 34 two days ago. I really like Josh Donaldson. I think he'd be a really good player for this team. Um, if he's going to get like four and 110, and then that's my move, so I can't go get a pitcher, bah, that might be a little rich for my blood. But you're good if it's a pitcher and Josh Donaldson. Hell yeah. You're in on that. Yeah, go and get you- Hyunjin Roo on a two, three-year deal and sign Josh Donaldson for three and 80. I don't care. Three at eighty. Hell yeah! What about four at like four and eighty? <laughs> <laughs> and the last one's an option. I don't know. Entering the winter, the the prediction was that he would get a three year, seventy five million dollar okay. deal. And as things heat up and teams seem more willing and anxious to spend than they have been in the last two or three seasons, it seems like his expectations or demands are are going up now. And he's looking Good. for a fourth year on the deal and maybe. Right around the $23 million deal that he signed for one nice. year as a prove-it with the uh, Indians last year. And prove-it he did. Yeah, He came back and he's like, look, I'm healthy, I'm a star, I'm going to hit, I play third base, still pretty well for mid-30s, pay me. Dude's a stud. I mean, he was an absolute stud. Did he win an MVP? I know he was in the running for an MVP a few years back. I'm trying to cast my memory back. I don't know if he ever won one because Mike Trout just wins them all. That's true. And then Mookie Betts got one. He's got a monopoly on MVPs. Um, other things, uh, Romo, Sergio Romo, drawing plenty of interest right now on the market. There are about five teams that I saw reportedly in on him. Um, that's a guy I know you'd like to have back. Yeah. And then uh, Jim Bowden, who is, uh, he recklessly speculates with the best of them. He's including the vice president of reckless speculation. He says the Twins should go all in on Madison Bumgarner. Oh, okay. Make it happen. Joining us now on Score North Live, you can hear this guy, Score North Live, the Score North First Place Twins Show. You'll hear him Thursday at this time on another Score North Twins Show, Winter Meetings Edition. It is former Twins closer, Glenn Perkins. Perk, how are you, my friend? I am good, guys. You know, I I do all my prep for the show, and then uh, here we are, I guess, a a couple days early. I I think it's Tuesday today, and when Manny called me, I thought it might have been Thursday because I'm losing track of days. (laughs) You know, I've I've kept one ear on baseball and then uh, my other ear and my eyes on on everything else. But uh, uh, I know there's a lot going on, so let's get into it. Perk, I got a funny story to tell you before we get to baseball because I assume the other ear is uh, maybe sitting somewhere in a deer stand. Would that be accurate? Derek, it's six degrees outside. <laughs> not um, today, not today. And uh, I was going to say maybe ice fishing. When it's sunny, it's sunny today, <laughs> but it's six degrees, so I am not. I will not be going outside. Uh, sadly, you know what? It's supposed to be decent on Saturday, so I might get out. Uh, you know, I, I'm not sure if you know or not, but it's muzzleloader season right now. Yeah. So I might load up the muzzle and uh, hunt like I'm. Uh, uh, you know, was born uh, 200 years before I actually was. <laughs> well, you could uh, you could take out the bow and then be even going back even further. Uh, we were driving up north. We were going to Duluth this weekend and uh, driving. I can't remember what city we were running in through, but I say to I said to my girlfriend, I, I'm like, oh hey, cool, look a, a tree fort up in the tree over there. And we went a little oh, while, yeah. and I said, oh wait a second. That was a deer stand, and I grew up in the cities. That yeah, was my moment that, that I knew. That would, have, that would have been something that you probably shouldn't have told me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just us here, right? It's just us here in this. Yeah. So. Glad we were talking earlier about the fact that the Twins seem to be in on everybody. Wheeler, Bumgarner, Ryu, now uh, Dallas Keuchel. They seem to be in on every pitcher who's in, in the free agent market right now. And there are those who say that the Twins are sort of tokens in these negotiations and are just throwing that out there knowing they won't win these bidding wars but appeasing twins fans and saying hey 
We tried. Is that, you know a little bit about the inner workings of Major League Baseball more than us, have been there, having been part of negotiations, etc. Is that something that teams do? Throw throw out just just leak stuff out there like, hey, we were in on it and just came short, just to make themselves look good to the fans? I, I, I would imagine there are some that do that. I don't think that the guys that are running our team and, and Derek and that are doing that. I don't think there's any reason to. Um, you know, and, and it's it's the same thing with kind of every sport, maybe outside of hockey, that there's always the element of do guys want to come here and play, and we just talked about the fact that it's six degrees outside and cold. It's not exactly the most the, the, the greatest selling point, but I think them being in on these guys, they want to get these guys. I think they also know what the investment should be, and if it gets above that, they, they've proven to be very smart in the moves that they've made. And there's no there's no doubt that they need another starter, um, you know, they, they got Odorizzi back for a year. They've got Pineda, what, sometime in mid, mid-May, mid I guess. Um, but they, they know they need another guy, and, and they're going to make that happen. I, I can't believe that they, that they wouldn't. Um, I, I, you see a deal like Wheeler got, that makes me uneasy. I, I, you know, I mean, he's a guy that's had a history of injuries. Uh, when you're paying a guy that much money, you want him to be able to make his 33 starts or so. So, I think that's another important thing. I think that's something maybe even when you see a guy like Ryu, um, not a guy that's made you know all of his starts throughout, throughout his career. So there's some question marks there as well for me. I don't know what kind of question marks they have, but you know. And then you talk about a guy like Dallas Keuchel or Madison Bumgarner. I think they're a little more likely to go that route just because those are guys that have proven year after year that they 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 make their starts, they don't miss their starts, um, and and have somewhat of a pedigree, you know, in, in the postseason, I guess, well, I mean, they both have great pedigrees, I guess, but that, that you know, they, they at least have been there and done that too. So I think those are guys, you, you, just because you go sign a guy that's at the top and maybe Wheeler, you know, in, in, a, in a market where there's kind of two guys and then everybody else uh, isn't maybe a $100 million guy in a, in a normal year or for the next five years. So I, like a guy like that, I mean, if they go and make an offer and say this is what we'll do, uh, I'm okay with that. That's what they did with you, Darvish. Said, hey, they went out and they said, we, you know, we'll give you this. We're not going to do more than that because we don't think you're worth that, frankly. So, mm. I, I think I don't think that they're putting false information out or putting information out to try to make themselves look good. I think the fact that they took a team over three years ago and won 103 games uh, sells itself for what they're trying to do. I would hope that this is becoming a place where guys want to come. You know, not only with the success they've had, but also with the success they've had kind of redeveloping guys, um, you know, that have had established track records in the major leagues. Yeah. Glenn, I'm going to fast forward you a little bit because it's it's winter meetings, it's hot stove season, there are rumors flying around, a lot of good pitchers out there. Let's just say, hypothetically, that they land one of these these three guys you're talking about. Not Garrett Cole, but the, one of the next guys. If it's Dallas Keuchel, Hyunjin Roo, Madison Bumgarner, you know, whatever, kind of the, the mid-rotation plus. You, you like those guys in your staff. How are you feeling about the Twins' rotation with Barrios, Odorizzi, one of those guys, Pineda, and then maybe one of the young guys? Is that a rotation that can go win the AL Central in 2020? Well, I mean, is it better than it was this past season? I mean, you'd think so, yeah, on paper. <laughs> They, they, yeah, you know, right. they take so, a young guy and replace him with an established arm, right? You know, I, I think that Kyle Gibson had some good moments here, but I, I think when you can get a guy like those kind of guys you talk about, I think that's a step up. Um, 
you know, and, and we talked a lot last summer, Derek, about the fact that if they were going to make a trade, make a trade for a guy that's better than, than Jose Brios, which I still believe um, is something you do if you're going to give up prospects. But if you're just spending money to get a guy like that to lengthen out your rotation, I think all three of those guys fit right in the middle, like you said. And, and to have a, a Keuchel or a, or a Madison Bumgarner, you know, starting game two of the playoffs, you know, no no offense to Randy Dobnak, but that's that's probably a situation that you'd feel a little better about being in. Um, I don't think that their pitching staff is really going to be the linchpin on whether they win the division or not. It wasn't this year. I don't think it's going to be next year. It's going to be that offense and, and what they can do. But having good starting pitching, having that kind of depth to where, you know, maybe next year they do add. And, and then, you, then you, have, you already have what you have, and then you can add a, a guy at the top or near the top. Um, to make you that much better, I think it, it's a good spot. If they can get one of those guys, it's a good spot to start the season at. When you're a player on a team like the, like that had a season like the Twins just had, and you go into the free agent market, is is this? I don't know how to phrase this necessarily. Is there a mental boost or may, or maybe a a a letdown when you report for spring training and it's it's just basically the same team that reported last year and there weren't major additions made to try and build off what you did the previous season or is that yeah. just not part of your mindset? It, well, and and that's a flaw in a lot of teams when they when they, you know, you 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 see a team win or lose a World Series or or have a great season you think, well, we get to bring everybody back. There's some guys that that's a good thing because they were young guys that are on their way up. It's it's another thing with guys that are that are older that that you know had career seasons that may not have those seasons again. And I've talked about that a little bit this off season that the Twins had a lot of guys have career years, and so to to think that they're going to continue to be on that upswing, um, you know maybe maybe they do maybe they maybe they do have another career year in them, but. You know, when you're talking about some of the guys that were a little older, and a Nelson Cruz, and 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 guys like that, even a Michael Pineda, where you don't know, you, you can't you can't guarantee that those guys are going to come back and and do that again or do better. And even Max Kepler had, you know, with the home run jump that he took, you know, it's going to be interesting if they if they stick with the ball that they used in September in the playoffs. I don't know if he's quite a 30 plus homer guy again either. So. You know, you you always want to try to improve your team. I think coming back with the same squad, unless it's Steph Curry and and Clay Thompson and and those guys like they did, where they had a, a run of just bringing back the same couple guys. Baseball, it doesn't work like that. There, there's too many variables from a season and and in health and in age and when those guys have their careers, that it, it's hard to bank on that. So I think they definitely want to try to improve the team. I think that they have a, a very good core. And even if those guys don't put up the exact same numbers, you know, they're, they're, if they fall back, they're falling back from 103 losses. So they might fall back to, to mid or upper 90s. It's a good position to be in, but you definitely don't want to bank on, on those guys continuing to improve. So you want to try to improve the margins of your team, I guess you could say. And, and I think one of the ways you can do that is, is definitely improving that, that starting rotation a little bit. Former Twins closer Glenn Perkins. Here Glenn Perkins on baseball on the uh, Score North Twins show this Thursday, noon to one. And he's been our guest for the last few minutes here on the Score North Twins show. All's appreciated, Perk, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday, my friend. 
All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks Glenn, Glenn Perkins, joining us on the Score North AL Central Champions Twins show. Maybe you're just tuning in and like, what? This is supposed to be Score North Live. No, it's hot stove season, and the hot stove is actually hot. So all this week <laughs> at noon, it's going to be the Score North Twins show with the latest from the winter meetings and more of that right after this from the TCL Broadcast Studios on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. What? Minnesota sports. What? Anytime. What? Anywhere. What? Scorenorth.com. Time for a Score North download. I am Manny Hill, and this download brought to you by Baird. Baird offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919, and we've been talking about it all hour on uh, the Score North Twin Show, a special hot stove edition of the Score North Twin Show since about noon. And uh, we just had Glenn Perkins on last segment, and uh, lots of reckless speculation on what the Twins might do in the winter meetings this week. And uh, right now, latest from Derek Wetmore, who is on the show this hour, uh, on the Twins. You can find it at scorenorth.com. Twins in pursuit of Dallas Keiko, Madison Bumgarner, and Hunjin Ryu uh, to try and bolster that pitching staff. Will the Twins get one, two, or all three of those guys? We'll find out over the course of this week, and we will be recklessly speculating all through the week as uh, we'll have the score North Twin Speculation. Excellent. I love it. I love that bomb when that bomb goes off during the score North download. It's great. Uh, all the way. I seriously mean that. That was awesome. Uh, so we'll be speculating on that all through the week on the uh, score North Twin show every day at noon, including Glenn Perkins on baseball at noon on uh, Thursday. So uh, be aware of love that. It. All that coming up this week on score North and uh, score North.com and the score North mobile app. Getting, and a little more, uh, download. getting a little more comfortable with this button bar over here, man. I love it. I love it. It's great. You know how I, we make fun of sometimes, and we're laughing with him, not at him, condescending Judd, when he goes, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great idea. And it kind of trails off. <laughs> I swear I thought that's what Manny was doing just now. Boy, I love it when that explosion goes off in my ear during oh, the download. Great. I loved it. <laughs> I have something on my button bar here called Insincere Judd. Is this what you're referring you to? You can find Matthew Collar on 1500ESPN.com, the Purple Podcast, and also now Saturday Sports Talk. Yes, you 10 guys, to uh, noon with uh, with me. Lots of fun, Matthew. <laughs> Lots of fun. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. That's the one. I definitely forgot about that one. There, I mean, but there used to be an example a week. I mean, it was just drops for days. It is the Score North AL Central Champions Twins Show. Live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Rami, Derek, live from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Score North Live coming up at 1 o'clock. Get into uh, some Vikings talk and uh, a lot more with Matthew Collar coming up at uh, 1 o'clock here on Score North if you're listening live. Winter meetings going on and Score North Twins shows going on all week long at noon, coinciding with those winter meetings. And our buddy Jason Stark, who is a uh, weekly guest throughout the season on Mackie and Judd with Rami, he put out an article at The Athletic, 11 Ideas to Liven Up the Winter Meetings. And I love Jason Stark. He's he's a great baseball writer, an even better man. Uh, only 
a few of these ideas really did a lot for me, but one of them does enough for me that I think it fixes the winter meetings. Let's ru- run through them real quick, and then we'll get to the one okay. that I that I really, really like. And I've bookmarked this, but I haven't read it, so I'm going to be hearing these live. One of them, he says it's not a meeting, it's an event. He's saying make an event out of it. You would, hold, like, for example, hold it from the same city as the following year's All-Star Game. You would have, like, concerts at it. Like, make it, an, make it an event, make it an attraction, make it more of a show for baseball fans to watch and maybe even go and attend and be around like they do with NFL Draft Weekend. Can I tell you what it is now? Because it is not that. Sure. There, I've gone one year, I went in there in D.C. a few years back, uh, covering for the station that would become Score North. And it was... Surprising a little bit. A lot of media. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. A <laughs> lot of media. I mean, I spent just as much time on Twitter that week as I'm going to this week. A uh, lot of media. Of course, you know, chit chatting with twins people. And that was, it was good and it was helpful. And like from my selfish perspective, a, f- a really fun week. But if I'm a fan going to that thing, like you know, the, the best outcome is that, you know, Brian Dozier comes to do a, a autograph signing on behalf of one of his shoe sponsors. Sure. And you maybe catch a glimpse of Dozier and get an autograph. Or like you see John Heyman walking through the hallways. Like if that's cool to you, then cool. Or you might bump into Theo Epstein. Maybe. That'd be cool. Probably not. That'd be pretty cool though. Probably not yeah, going to. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, like, would you fly to San Diego for that? No, okay. probably not. Just check it and show him your new tattoo no, on your probably, left no, arm. Probably not Theo, happen. Cubs 2016. <laughs> I just got this. I told you I was going to do fresh. it. He's Don't like, ask a, why. Okay, weirdo. Get up. Security. <laughs> uh, but I mean, it's just, it's a lot of people walking around and media is doing their job. Executives are doing theirs. Uh, Ken Rosenthal is talking to 6,000 people at the same time. It's amazing. I don't, I don't understand it. Uh, but then that's just like job interviews for like twenty somethings just got out of college and they're trying to get they're trying yeah, there to there is be, a lot of that. It's kind of a career fair for people trying to get a foot in the door in it, baseball. It feels more like a career fair than an event. So that's anyways, what I, a lot of people don't know that about the winter meetings. Yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to be long winded about it, but it's like those are the three things. It's like media, executives, and then job seekers who want to be the next Theo. And they're like I'll, right. I'll start in your PR department and I'm going to be your GM in five years. Yeah. There, there are a lot of those. Um, and these aren't all Jason Stark's recommendations. I should make that clear. This one is from Marlins president David Sampson. He says, give a winner of the day, winner of the winter meetings award basically you'd have people vote on social media about who won the day at the winter meetings and is, then who won the winter meeting is that just so the marlins can win something i, I mean they wouldn't win that <laughs> well, okay. they finished last in that too because nobody's going to the marlins That's a fair point. um hey we traded yelich what do we get for that nothing you he get says, nothing uh, a daily gm roundtable making these folks available in any form would work to generate a flood of stories on yes. everything possible from signings to and deals to the big picture issues that influence how their jobs in this, how they do their jobs in this era, and let fans in on that. Let fans in on that. It, I don't, it, you know, don't make it cost prohibitive. If it's a five dollar ticket or free, fine. But it's a cool thing, like at Twins Fest, for example, when Thad Levine sits in front of a crowd and there's three hundred Twins fans at attention, just like, hey, that's Thad Levine. That's the guy I read quotes from in the newspaper. Right, and he's there and he's giving you time, and it's. It's a really cool thing the twins do a lot of teams do it at their fan fest if you could do them all together or like groups of them all together 
That'd be kind of cool. Plus some rivalry stuff playing out. That that'd be fun to see. He wants a a televised international signing auction. So like a Shohei Otani is on the market from uh, from Japan or a player from Korea, and they narrow down their list to a few finalists. You have a televised special. They all submit secret bids. And then, much like you would have at like a, a commitment day for a college football or a college basketball player, they're sitting at a table and they put on a baseball cap or however it is that they would reveal that they're going to whatever team it is that they end up choosing. Maybe so far, a lot. Of, none of these are really doing a lot for me. To okay, be quite all right. Honest okay, I was gonna say that's not a big needle mover because most people we don't. In stateside, we don't know who the biggest stars in Korea are. Right, like Otani was a big exception, and even Otani. We didn't really know him until we started talking about him as Japan's Babe Ruth. Right. And that was just before he came out. So, anyways, mainstream, widespread. We don't know Korean baseball stars. We don't know who the best players in Japan are. Right. Right. So, anyway, I don't know that that one really moves the needle. Commissioner's state of the game address. No, thank you. I don't need Rob Manfred to walk (laughs) up to a podium and. Tell me how he's going to ruin the game. You're just salty. I'm quite all right without that. Um, a ta- he's, he recommends a tax break, so it would incentivize teams to go to act early before before Christmas is the deadline that he sets, and it would they would be provided with some kind of of, of tax, some sort of break against the luxury tax. So only a certain amount of the contract essentially would count towards their. Their, sure. And I'm using this term loosely. Their cap number sure, sure. before getting to the luxury tax. But counterpoint, the Rays and A's are going to scream their face off. Exactly. To make sure that doesn't that ju- happen. That just benefits all. It makes the rich richer, essentially, yeah. is what it does. The Yankees, the Dodgers, the Cubs, but teams the like that. Can- idea is smart. The idea of trying to incentivize action. Hey, get this done so we can have like a flood of rumors like the NBA in July is amazing. Some people like that NBA season more than the actual NBA season. He recommends a draft lottery. He says, uh, you know the drill, load up the ping pong balls, but here's a new wrinkle that has been floated lately, our agent community. How about a weighted lottery for the non-playoff teams, but instead of giving the teams with the worst record the most ping pong balls, you'd have a weighted lottery that weights the ping pong balls in order of best record among the non-playoff teams. So you're taking away the incentive to to Tank. tank and rebuild and not try to win baseball games. Yeah, and then if you're a 90 win team and you tried and you just didn't get it done, you should get draft priority. Right. I, if you I, just come I like up that short. one. That one actually didn't do a lot for me the first time yeah. around. Now that I'm reading it second time around, I'm I kind of like it. I'm with you. It's tough because you don't want to penalize good teams for being good. And at the same time, you don't want to reward this structure that has created the monster of the Cubs, sorry, Rami, of the Astros, of the tear it down, strip it to the studs, lose on purpose, don't sign any free agents, not even to a one-year deal, let the kids lose, and let your, your whoever, whatever veterans you have on your team, you can keep them fine, get as cheap as you can, get as bad as you can, get a first-round draft pick at the top, get Alex Bregman. Right, get Carlos Correa, get George Springer, and you're off to the races. I, I I hate that the system has rewarded that, but it's what it's done. Another thing, uh, Jason Stark and some of the people who we asked around Major League Baseball would like to uh, add to the winter meetings to liven them up, announce the awards. And we see this in the NBA, NFL, NHL. They have like a big, instead of announcing one award at a time like Major League Baseball does now, shortly after the World Series is over, you would have all the awards being announced at a big awards gala or televised 
awards show. I, do, I, do, I don't care about awards shows. I really, it, that's not going to do anything for me either. I'll never watch them if there's no twins up for them. Like, I have to cover it when Rocco Baldelli is up, and congrats to Rocco for winning AL Manager of the Year. But if if you were telling me that it was, if it was Tito and uh, Scott Service... <laughs> You know, and Kevin Cash up for... You're not turning on MLB Network for the awards show? Uh, I think I got a thing To see if night. Kevin Cash or Scott Service won an AL Manager uh, of the Year? I think I got a thing that night. Uh, I think I'm going to be busy. The Rule 5 draft should start at the meetings. Um, I don't know that a lot of people know what the Rule 5 draft is, and that that's necessarily going to pique your, pique your interest, is it? Well, <laughs> Johan Santana was a Rule 5 guy. Uh, that, Ryan Presley true. was a Rule 5 guy, yes, but, I, but you weren't, you weren't excited about it at the time. You yeah. didn't know Johan Santana was going to be Johan Santana <laughs> when went. he was selected in the Rule 5 draft. By the way, quick plug, we did just do the Johan Santana episode nice. of Minnesota Sports Rewind. You can find that either on the Twin Show feed or on uh, Minnesota Sports Rewind. It was me, Judd, and Phil Mackey talking about... Uh, what could have been the trades that were on the table at the time? How different would it have played out if they made a good trade for Johan or if they kept Johan? It was uh, it was a fun run down memory lane. So. And the best and last idea that Jason Stark has yes. to liven up the uh, trade deadline or to liven up the winter meetings is a winter meetings trade deadline. And he has a way of doing it. And former Dodgers GM Ned Coletti, one of the guys who uh, he asked about this to, for the article, yeah, they both have different ideas on how to do it. Jason Stark says, uh, here's how his deadline would work. He says, how about a deadline at 4 p.m. Eastern on the Tuesday of winter meetings? Then no more trades would be allowed until, well, when? In the olden days, the trade window reopened from February 15th to March 15th. Coletti would rather see it open closer to opening day to discourage teams from doing secret deals in January and sitting on them until February 15th. He says, we could figure out the details later. But you get the idea. Here's how Coletti would do it. He says uh, teams, agents, and players could talk all they want leading up to that window. That's how free agency works in the NBA, NFL. But nobody could actually sign until we swung open the doors to the signing showroom in the hours after the deadline, whereupon a free agent furor would almost be guaranteed to ensue over the final two days of the meeting. He says, think about July 31st and what the last couple hours before that deadline are like. Now imagine we're in San Diego and you had that crescendo up to the deadline in December. And then an hour or two later, free agency would start. Hmm. How great would that be? Hmm. I love that idea. I'm, I'm kind of on board with like the bones of this. I don't know exactly how it would work. Um, but it's fascinating to me that there's really only like one hard deadline on the calendar. It's kind of it's kind of weird, isn't it? Right. It's so just, if they set a trade deadline, and after, like you said, December fifteenth, you can't add to your team via trade. That incentivizes people to go and and make these free agent signings, knowing that come December fifteenth, that whatever roster you have is what you're reporting to camp for. With. And I've I've heard variations of this too talked about on sports talk radio shows that you would have a deadline for signing guys. But the players' union's never going to sign off on that because now, if you're left out in the cold on that, if you're one of those middle-class free agents, if if Brian Dozier doesn't get a deal, let's use him as an example because Twins fans are familiar with him. Signed for one year, nine million dollars last year with the Nationals, and then by the time the World Series rolled around, he wasn't exactly playing a whole lot. There's a guy that's maybe going to have a hard time finding a starting job this year. Um, if then he's not signed by this artificial deadline, December fifteenth or whatever. 
What, I'm uh, sorry. what does he do? He said 4 p.m. Eastern on the Tuesday of the winter yeah, meeting. Sure. Should be the deadline to make trades. Sure, whatever. And if, if there's a trade deadline, the Players Union, I don't know that's going to have a big say on that. But if there's a signing deadline, for example, I think that's never going to get off the ground. Right. Because that, that, oh, I'm not signed by then? Well, I'm out of luck. I have to wait till spring training or whatever yeah. Whatever this new, yeah. the new deadline that they said is. That's bad for players. I agree. So, But the trade deadline, off-season trade deadline. The idea of spurring action by putting a deadline in there and creating sort of a, a a fabricated sense of urgency. That's interesting to me. Other sports do it. People be like, well, you're doing that. You're making it artificially. It's like, yeah, we do everything so? artificially. In so sports. what? We yeah. made up these games that grown men play, grown men and women play, and we just like decided on the rules one day and then said, all right, this is how we play them. If we need to change them, we'll change them sometimes. It happens. I don't see why not. I don't see why not. It's it's not that like I'll be honest with you when you said that there was one that was exciting I not that excited by this idea really I, I like pushing in the direction of it but it's like I don't think it would I don't think it would create a ton more action right now and and also by the way I like the fact that there is some like you mostly know your roster at Christmas. And I didn't like how unsettled it was the last two years, but I did like that there was some sense of like, yeah, well, hey, I mean, we set the, we laid the framework for a, a Matthew Boyd trade in July, mm-hmm. updated a little bit at the winter meetings, but they weren't ready to go. Whether it's spring training that rolls around or next July or whatever, I like the the idea of thinking like, hey, there are some other guys out there that might be targets for us that hey, Garrett Cole hasn't signed yet. That's pretty exciting. I like that stretching out. The hard deadline to me, I don't know that creates more action. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But that's just in my sense as I sit here pretending to be a GM. I just, I know my targets. I'm going to try to go get them. And the price moves up and down and I act accordingly. Why are none of these ideas Rob Manford has actually come up with? At least Jason Stark and these other people are trying. At least they're trying to do something with the baseball calendar. I hope. That Rob Manfred interest. like commissioned this report from the Athletic. That no, would be smart. That would be smart. That's why I know he didn't do it. <laughs> That's Derek Wetmore. I'm Rami <laughs> Makloff. This has been the Score North AL Central Champions Twin Show from the TCL Broadcast Studios. If you missed any portion of it, including our conversation with Glenn Perkins, scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, wherever you download podcasts. I'll stick around and be joined by Matthew Collar for Score North Live, talking some Vikings right after this. To be your best every day, You need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the Sleep Number Bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my Sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples... Temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.